broadcasting glorious purpose across the interdimensional airwaves. This is Bo, a.k.a. Loki Variant HTJM84. And Lorraine, a.k.a. Loki Variant RVJM91. And you are tuned in to the most mischievous show in the multiverse where we are talking all things Loki. This episode, episode two of season two. And uh, yeah, we're about to get into that in just a minute. But first, we've got to give a major happy birthday. And I mean, happiest of happy birthdays to our very own Loki variant, RVJM91, Miss Lorraine. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Thank you. I appreciate the birthday shout out. Yeah. It's great to be another year older. Yeah. Yeah. How on is the sacred timeline? <laughs> Just another year marked <laughs> off on the sacred timeline. That's right. Yep. <laughs> how, how, how are the early 30s? I hope you're enjoying them. They are great. You know, I just, I'm really happy to be here and just really thriving in my early 30s. There you go. That's what you want to do. You want to thrive in those early 30s. Uh, I, I, I have found that for me personally, it just gets better. I'm, I've been enjoying my late 30s, my very late 30s, my very, very late 30s. And uh, and you know what? It has just gotten better uh, every single year. 30s, 30s is where it's at. 30s is the best decade. That's what they say. So I'm just going to believe them. Well, hey, uh, we want to wish you, of course, the happiest of birthdays. And thank you so much uh, for, for jumping on and recording this podcast. We are, again, doing this live at the TV Talk YouTube channel. So if you've not done so already, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can find links for that in the description for this podcast episode so that you can be notified for when we go live. Now, it's interesting because once again, we are broadcasting live immediately after watching this week's episode, which is great. I want to just kind of address this too before diving into the, the specifics of the episode. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Disney has been very like keeping the cards closer to the chest about their release schedules of how they've done mm-hmm. a lot of these series. Like you can kind of tell they're experimenting with some different things. And honestly, I, I think, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Ahsoka was like the first time they, they started this kind of evening release schedule. Is that right? That's my understanding. And they, I think because originally they were going to do Loki the way that they did Loki season one. And then I think they decided to do what they're doing with Ahsoka. I guess they're liking it. I mean, like it makes sense. It does kind of model the kind of classic uh, appointment-based television. That's what they're trying to recreate, right? The concept of appointment-based television in a pre-TiVo world where you know, you'd know you want to be where you need to be instantly to watch the episode. And it's great. And I get that it's great for most people. I was always one of those, like, you know, I woke up at like 4 a.m. whenever a show was coming out that I was watching and I would immediately watch it and I'd have to like not spoil anything online and withhold myself from texting friends and just basically text them like, let me know once you've seen this week's episode. And, you know, on the one hand, I get it. It's nice because now in the evenings, most of us are probably watching the episode relatively close to when it releases. But on the other hand, when you're making a podcast about it, it makes everything a little bit more difficult. So uh, all that to say, we're recording this uh, uh, the immediately after. Starting next week, we'll probably do it the day after the episode comes out. And uh, and so you can look for it with a little bit of a day delay, but hopefully with more informed information, more informed descriptions, yes. and <laughs> better thought out hot takes and stabs in the dark. That's our hope anyway. <laughs> That's that's the goal. I will say the uh, the 9 p.m. Eastern time is just not great. If they could just do it seven across the board, I'd love it. That would be wonderful. But, Disney, if you're listening yeah. and we know you are, that would be great if you could do that for us. 
Uh, Thank you, Disney. Yeah, then we won't have to lock you into uh, an orange room and uh, deal with you personally. But we'll dive into that in just a minute. Lorraine, you ready to get get into it? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, let's jump into the room down. This week on Loki, things get wonky. (laughs) Once again, we don't have a description for the episode because literally it just came out. But basically, we got some good cops, some bad cop. We've got some medium cop, mischievous cop. We've got all kinds of cops coming together to deal with this Brad individual, who, of course, is the ex-hunter that we saw from last week. He's been out there on the sacred timeline hiding out as an actor. But, oh, no, he was just bait. Or biting time because there's a big plan by Judge Dox to dox the rest of all the variant variant timelines that are out there. And she does it. And then by the end of it, we're back to the sacred timeline. Everything's reset. It's all hunky dory. Or is it? Sophie's back. Or is she? There's a lot of questions about this week's episode, starting immediately with Lorraine. When this Mm -hmm. week's episode started, were you a little bit confused? I literally looked to my husband and say, did they upload the wrong episode? Because I just could not follow what was going on. And I thought maybe we had jumped in time. Um, I was very confused. Yeah, that was kind of bizarre. Like instantly we have Mobius, Loki, they're working together. Everything's fine. Loki, despite everything that happened last week, they're all like perfectly dressed. You know, Loki's got a new coat. Like mm-hmm. none of this is explained. And and they're on the hunt for uh, X5, who we saw going off with them, like, you know, side militia to go do we don't know what at that point. And they're just hunting them down. And the whole thing is operating. The whole TVA is just kind of operating as business as usual. And there's just a lot of questions. You almost kind of wonder, like, OK, is this one of those situations where either A, we're dealing with a v- alternate timeline, wouldn't necessarily make sense given what we know about the TVA. Or B, is this later in the timeline or earlier in the timeline? And it's kind of like a bait and switch type situation. Or C, did we just skip some stuff? And it was kind of skip some stuff, but without a whole lot of explanation, even by the end of it. Or at least that's what I thought. Yeah, I I think we determine Docs, General Docs and X5 were not responding, whatever that means. And so they went to hunt down X5. And they traced his 10 pads where he was. But why did they need to just follow X5? There's a lot of questions kind of around what happened after the end of last week's episode and the beginning of this week's episode. To some extent, I get it. We just kind of want to get to where the action is and then also kind of get to the antics that is, you know, the Mobius Loki dynamic. Them as a buddy cop pairing works really well. They've got exceptionally good chemistry and you can kind of tell that the writers of this series are not ready to give that up. Given the big swing that was taken at the end of last season, they're like, ah, but like, what if we kind of hung on to this whole like TVA aesthetic and buddy cop thing for just a little bit longer so we can kind of get some of that good, you know, Mobius Loki, you know, chilling out eating pie-ness. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really the heart of the show. And it makes sense. It does. But what doesn't make sense at least at first. And I I thought about this a little bit and, and I'm going to look forward to when I have more time to think about it as opposed to just like instantly reacting. But there's an argument to be made. Like, so, okay, we're, we're presented with a TVA. It seems like it's operating business as usual. 
Except we as an audience know that the entire power structure of the TVA has essentially been dismantled. He who remains remains no longer. The timekeepers were animatronics. Judge Renslayer, who seemed like she was pretty high up on the totem pole, totally bailed and rebelled against the TVA. The judges that remain, one of them is asleep. The other one just chilling. And then the other one has her own like side agenda situation that's going off. And yet at the same time, all the lackeys are kind of just going about their business. They're still just kind of doing the thing. And so on the one hand, it seems like, okay, this seems a little odd that this would be the case, almost unbelievable. However, when you think about it, what is this show really doing, but showing us the extreme like controlling nature of power structures. And when you have kind of systems of oppression, systems of control, and then also, you know, group think that the TVA totally represents, right? Like it's, it's corporate America, it's religious power structures. It's like all of these different things to kind of keep the wheels turning without making you stop and think and question anything at any given level. It's, you know, I mean, like, you know, we're, we're in a day and age where we're kind of like looking, like analyzing all these different things. Right. And so you have like capitalism, religion intertwined in this kind of fascist regime that is the TVA. And so even though the leaders are gone, you know, the God, the gods are dead, as they said, the clocks keeps ticking. Everybody keeps doing their job and nobody kept kind of quite questions it too terribly much. I don't know. That was my initial take on why everything is still like running business as usual, but I'm kind of curious as to your thoughts. Yeah. So basically everybody just is going along. So when we leave them in the last episode, everyone's like, Oh, we got to go find Sylvie. So then when we start this episode, everybody has now branched off to go prune the other timelines. Well, when you say everybody, you mean Docs and her crew? Yes. Yes. So Docs goes hunting for Sylvie, but we don't know why she goes hunting for Sylvie because ultimately she really wasn't hunting Sylvie. She was bombing the other timelines, but maybe so she Sylvie. wanted to know where Sylvie was. Okay. All right. Stab in the dark from last week. I'm still on it. I think that Docs is future Sylvie. So maybe the mindset is that we need to know where she's located so that we don't bomb that timeline. Because as you notice, at the end of the episode, there was still one branch that was still attached, and Sylvie was able to go back to her branched timeline. So it's possible they needed to hunt down Sylvie to know where she was, so that when they bomb all the other timelines, they keep that one alive, so that Sylvie's still alive, so that she could eventually become Doc's. Wow. Okay, I I actually was when I was watching this, I was like, "There's no way that Docs is Sylvie because because Irish why... accent." <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. No. <laughs> uh, because why would Docs want to get rid of all these timelines? Like, that's totally uh, the opposite of what Sylvie's about. So, but I didn't think about the fact that maybe she was trying to save Sylvie. But then, I what would have happened to make her change her tune? Well, so she would have had to save Sylvie in order to make sure that she could be where she was at that point. But the question is exactly what we just said. What makes her change her tune? Because we see all of these characters wrestling with this concept of these branches being pruned, right? Uh, B-15 in particular is like impacted pretty significantly by this. We see Mobius kind of wrestling with it as well. 
Loki's kind of interesting though, because Loki also seems moved by the fact that all of these lives are being eradicated. And yet, isn't he kind of campaigning for exactly the same thing? Like Loki's big deal is that maybe he who remains was onto something. Maybe we actually do have to do the hard thing and protect the sacred timeline. And that's what Doc's just did. She just, at least for the moment, because I feel like the branches are going to rebranch, you know, again, pretty soon. Like, and she's not going to be there to keep, you know, constantly pruning everything. So I don't know. I think that we're going to see a Sylvie go on this journey to recognize why they have to, you know, get back onto the sacred timeline. And that's why we see the future version of her trying to undo her work, essentially. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. That would explain why she was so adamant. Like we've, we've got to find Sylvie. Right. Cause I was wondering like, is, is she that big of a threat to you all just because she got rid of he remains? Like what, what is the big driving force behind everyone? Everyone has to go for Sylvie, all this for Sylvie. So yeah, that was that, that thought that was interesting as well. Cause I didn't quite get why B 15 and Mobius were like really on the whole hunt down Sylvie bandwagon, except for the fact that she has answers. She was there when everything collapsed. And so she would kind of help to provide kind of some information as to what's going on because you do have this, kind of middle management they got this you know battlefield promotion essentially that's now trying to establish what it you know what even is things because again the machine's still running even though it's kind of running off the rails and we see that from obi's standpoint right like we see that the the uh the loom is over you know it's overheating it's not you know he's unable to get to it to be able to fix it and so all the timelines are looking to implode on themselves creating a literal apocalypse of the multiverse and the only way to access it is if they have the aura of he who remains or theoretically possibly one of his variants but i've got to imagine if it's his temporal aura that means that it actually is he who remains that they need to find can you not have the same temporal aura of your variant That's, because I, isn't that how they identified sylvie being a loki that might be the case. It might be that they just need a variant of He Who Remains, but I don't know. That's a good point. That's a really good point. He Who Remains, one imagines, would be from the sacred timeline, right? Yes. Because he would only want to maintain the timeline in which he himself is born. So theoretically, well, hmm. theoretically, they need to find him. Okay, so... Well, we'll we'll get to we'll get to some speculation as it relates to him in, in just a minute. But let's talk let's talk about the uh, the the sacred timeline. So we discovered that Brad, um, our Hunter X Five, has been living on the sacred timeline, hiding out as Brad the actor. X Five, what are you, what are you feeling about this character this this time around? Real real vibe shift. Um, I felt like in in episode one, he was almost overacting to the extent that I was like, you're clearly someone else and you're trying to pretend to be this hunter guy. Mm. And now I feel like he's really living in his truth as Brad (laughs) Wolf, the very famous actor. I was like, oh, did they base that on Brad Pitt? Um, And he really just was really living the full life. But I was also confused. I was like, why did this person go from really hardcore, we've got to hunt down Sylvie to oh, I'm just going to be a famous movie star. Right. The Brad Wolf character, is he a known character in the Marvel world? So Brad Wolf, I don't believe so, but but his um, his 
on-screen alter ego. What was it? Zaniac. Zaniac. Zaniac is a a character, <laughs> but like ah. a like a like a pulp Marvel character. You know what I mean? Like not necessarily anybody that's like of you know significant note. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's a big it's a big personality coming in with a lot of screen time for somebody that we haven't seen at all in season Never. one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And pre-established familiarity with, you know, Mobius and with Hunter B-15. And I can't quite figure out, you know, what he's for. Like I've mentioned mm-hmm. before, I have this theory, you know, I took a stab in the dark last week that perhaps he is the child of Sylvie and Loki from the future. That was a stab in the dark that I took. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that's not him. It could be him uh, or that could, that could be his origin story, but he's clearly more than just kind of a rando because this plot line didn't need him to drive it forward. Or at least they didn't Uh need a character of such significance for it to drive it forward. They could have, they could have tortured any like like you know extra TVA hunter character. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. why Brad? Like what is what's going on here? And he must mean something. Yeah, there's definitely more going on that we don't know yet. Right. Are you still under the theory that he is Loki and Sylvie's child? Maybe. I it's a possibility. I, if I, I feel like if I'm if I feel like I'm if I'm gonna stay on the Sophie is Doc's theory and like I'm, I'm going to commit to that and given the fact that she had such a maternal relationship with him it's kind of hard for me to not go there the other thing that it could be is maybe okay the extra that um, with the fake southern accent that worked at McDonald's mm-hmm. maybe he's the dad and maybe Doc's wants to protect that timeline because she knows that that's the timeline that her son comes from Okay, well, that is a shot in the dark. <laughs> stab, stab in the dark. Um, <laughs> stab in the dark. Sorry. That, that might be, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just tweaking it a little bit. I'm just, I'm just tweaking. Yeah, it. I mean, there's something there. Right. Maybe. Uh, what if the kid at McDonald's is actually her son? Oh no, because he was there when she got there. You're right. And it although is she a- did say, "Is your mom coming to pick you up?" And it's like, what's going on there, Sylvie? You know, what's real like, so you asked earlier too, like, why would they be hunting down Sylvie? Why does she matter so much? And so there's the, there's that one theory of, well, we have to protect Sylvie. If, if Docs has to protect Sylvie because Sylvie and Docs are the same person, that's, that's a theory. The other is that she has still the temp pad of he who remains that is very specifically something different than what everybody else at the TVA is, is working with. Um, in this, uh, a, in this episode, dude, and I'm uh, blanking on his name, but um, the agents or the um, accountants, I forget, <laughs> forget everything about his whole situation, but basically, Cody. He, not Obi, the dude that wanted Obi's signature. It's like, starts, it's like Cody or something. Cody sounds right. I think that sounds good. Um, but no, he like instantly recognized Casey. That- it's Casey. Casey. There we Casey. go. Very good. He instantly recognized that well, whatever was going on with the Tempad you know, that there's something unique about it. So, and that one was Renslayer's Tempad that was modified one, by Renslayer? The one that they were looking at was Renslayer's Tempad? 
It, I mean, am I, am I, am I wrong there? I think that's right. No, you don't know. No, I just couldn't remember. I know that, um, X five, he had some funny stuff on his tin pad as well. That's right. Okay. So they were trying to piece back together his tin pad. Cause he had added, he was like, Oh, I added some buttons. That's right. But then they got, but then they also had Renslayers because they were looking at the last. Okay. So they were working at the same time. That's where I was getting confused. They were, um, and they heard the conversation that Miss Minutes, wherever she is, she's working with uh, with Renslayer, who is in some form or fashion in league with He Who Remains, or at least to their the best of their knowledge, she was talking to He Who Remains. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good deal. Okay. All right. Good. I think. I think. I think we figured it all out, right? Like, I think that's. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes so much sense. The the whole like the big like the big thing that really just like kind of I was sitting there scratching my I was scratching my head at the beginning for all the reasons we talked about and that it seemed like there was like almost like we missed something in the way it was structured. But I was scratching my head at the ending because of the fact that everybody is looking at the timeline of all the branches being destroyed with this like, you know, ah, the horror, oh the humanity. And it's it's multiplied by the fact that A. All of y'all used to do this. I mean, like before you get all judgy, uh-huh. like, you know, you're, <laughs> you, you just didn't have any, you just didn't realize that you were a variant and now exactly. you see like, yourself in the situation. It's like, calm down. Okay. That was you like just five seconds ago. You know, like, like, you know, it's like, yeah, like you, you could have realized what you were doing, but now that exactly. you know that you actually had a life, it's different. So, so that's one thing. The other, and that's that's a good point, Lorraine, because the reality is, is like they, it's not like they didn't know they were eradicating lives on the timeline. They knew that before. It's just like, oh, one of them is you now. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, this could have been me. This was me. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so there's that. The other factor, as I mentioned, is that Loki is low key campaigning for that. Is he already there? Low-key campaigning for the eradication of all the other timelines. Kinda. Yeah. He uh really seems feels that it's the only way well, for them. To th- and peace. there may be a third way. And maybe that's what ultimately is gonna kind of come together, is that they're gonna figure out throughout this series that like, okay, rather than we can rather than opening up the, the floodgates to a massive, you know, interdimensional war. Or just completely like you know, uh, committing mass genocide on an interdimensional level. Maybe there's a way that these branches can exist, but we make sure that people don't jump back and forth between the two. You know what I mean? And then the TVA becomes a monitoring of variants that leave one timeline to go to another and vice versa, keeping the Kangs from ever being able to interact with one another. Did he say that? No, this is just a stab in the dark. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a much better usage of the TVA. This is true. This is true. Well, let's we'll get into some other major stabs in the dark here in just a minute. But before we do, I can't believe, Lorraine, I, I can't believe that this is about to happen. But we <laughs> for for two weeks in a row on a, on the second episode of this podcast, we're bringing it back already. Taylor, watch. Lorraine. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there there was a there was a Taylor Swift lyric in this this episode. 
You said it, not me. Uh, <laughs> no. Don't put that on me. Is, don't put that on the I'm internet. Kidding. I'm kidding. I literally paused it and was like, oh my goodness, there is no way they did this two weeks in a row. Literally, X5 is looking at Loki, the anti hero, and says, it's you. You're the problem. And I was waiting for him to say, you're the problem. It's you. But he stopped short of there just for us all to freak out. We were once again quoting Taylor Swift to Loki, the anti-hero from the song Anti-Hero. Oh, man. I, so, I mean, I they know it. what they're doing. I, how did you know this was going to be a thing? This is she's not they're not even dating. They haven't even dated in years. I, I think that the, the power of Taylor Swift is very strong. You know, if they're trying to get new viewers, if they get people talking like, oh, well, they're using some Taylor Swift lyrics. Like, I mean, that fandom is very, very strong and uh, could really get Disney Plus some new subscribers. If, if they can look out for a Taylor Swift lyric in each new episode of Loki season two, it doesn't even have to be talking to Tom Hiddleston. It uh-huh. can be anybody. Uh-huh. That's just, you know, just a theory. And I mean, he is the anti-hero. So. Hasn't she written just like a, a bazillion songs? I mean, like maybe it's just a coincidence every single time. It could be, but also it's not. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. There's your Taylor watch for this week's episode. <laughs> this is, this was a joke. This, this was, this was a meme. This was a joke. This was not supposed to be an ongoing segment. We'll just have to wait and see what happens next week. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, that's exactly (laughs) what we'll do. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more Stabs in the Dark. Ah! All right. We got some more Stabs in the Dark for you. Okay. Wild speculation time. Um, Obi needs to open up the gateways. He can only do it with He Who Remains. He Who Remains is dead. However, if... He who remains is on the sacred timeline, or rather, if the sacred timeline exists and was upheld because it's the one that he who remains comes from, technically they can pull a he who remains out of anywhere on the timeline that he who remains remains. So, what we know about him is he's from the future in relation to our present. But if I can get a little spoilery in the sense that we've all seen the commercials and the previews and the in credit scene for Ant Man. It would appear that we're going to see he he who remains show up as Victor Timely in the past. Yes? Yes. So then they are searching for him to try to get him to come to the TVA to fix the situation since they need his temporal aura. Right. But the question is, would that be... Would that be a he who remains that knows what he is going to do? Like, so I'll put it this way. If he's in the past, which he will be, but he's not from the past. My assumption is that we're dealing, this is my stab in the dark. We're going to be seeing a he who remains a Kang or perhaps a Franklin Richards as his his likely original name, um, who has traveled back in time to the past is like on his first ever attempts to time travel. Like he has invented time travel. He's super excited about it. What does he do for the first time? And when I say time travel, he doesn't, he doesn't create a new timeline. He actually time slips back into the past the same way that Loki was in the TVA. Why was Loki able to do that? Because of the connection with the Kang technology or with the he who remains technology, which has the ability to do that. Uh So 
What I think is that we're going to see him time slip back to the past. He who remains time slips back to the past live there because he's kind of stuck. Like he figured it out, but now he can't quite get back and he's still trying to work that out. And then they're going to go and pull that him out of the timeline to bring to the TVA to try to fix it. Yeah, that's my that's my step in the dark. I'm going to actually stop it. Wow. Cut it off there because anything beyond that, I feel like I can't I can't back up. Yeah. Wow. I see it. So his character, is he a magician or scientist or both? Well, did you ever see uh, uh what was that movie called where Batman fought Wolverine? The Prestige. Um, you ever see The Prestige? Yeah. Oh, yes. I did see The Prestige. Yeah. So it's like Tesla in The Prestige. Okay. So he's the one that created that funky tin pad that Sylvie now has. Yes. Which and he got stuck. Well, a previous version of him got stuck. Like it's his younger self that got stuck. And he <laughs> was time slipping. <laughs> oh, good, good. This is what we need. We need the visuals. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Okay, this is good. This is good. So that's that doesn't show up at all. <laughs> so for the audio podcast, those, what I'm doing right now. Actually, describe describe what I'm doing right now. Yes, for those who can't see, um, Bo has just brought out an easel. Um, with a large sheet of paper, and he is making what appears to be a tic-tac-toe board. Um, however, it is not a tic-tac-toe board. It is a past, present, and future grid. That's that. That is correct. That is correct. And then also we got the TVA, which exists outside of all of that. Okay. All right. All right. So what I'm saying is, <clears throat> okay. Good. So 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 what you? Oh, you know what? Better yet, I got I got something better. Hang on. All right. Hey, 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 stick with. Me. All, right. all right. I don't have anything. Okay. I do have something better. We're waiting for something better. He's writing something down. He who remains. It's a sticky note. It's a sticky note. All right. Boom. Sticky note in the future. In the future, a guy named Franklin Richards is born. Okay. Franklin Richards goes about his life. And he figures out, oh, hey, time travel is pretty cool. I should figure that thing out. I hear Tony Stark did something with that at one point. Maybe I can do that too. I'm way smarter than Tony Stark. Oh, I figured out time travel. Uh Uh-oh. Now he goes back to the past, Samurai Jack style. And he's like, oh no, I'm stuck here. But oh, I've got like future technology and everybody thinks I'm a magician. And let me just kind of showcase stuff off while I'm trying to figure out how to get back to to the future. And then he, and then that's where, our boys from the TVA are going to go and interact with them, right? Now, regardless of what happens at that point, he's going to end up whoop, whoop, back to the future, okay? He's like, oh, I made it back home. And then all of a sudden, while he's back home, a bunch of other hymns are going to go and they're going to start popping up. And they're going to be like, hey, we're, we're, we're cool. We're all cool. Like, we're all cool, right? We're all cool. But then they're not cool. And then they're like, ah, bang, bang. And then they have a multiversal war. So he who remains is like, you know what? I defeated everybody because I'm the one who remains. That's in my name. And so now I'm going to bail on this whole situation and create the TVA and, you know, basically make sure that this can never happen because that whole war situation was bad. And then he's in the TVA and then it's the end of time. And then he's killed by Loki. And that's that's what that's his whole deal. That, so they're going to get him out of the past, is what I'm saying. 
So if he, they get him out of the past, then he can't come back to the future and have all the. No, no, no. They're just going to get him back to the past to like the, the TVA and they're going to fix the TVA and then they're going to put him. They might even put him back in the future. And maybe that's how he gets back so to the future. They really just need like a fingerprint or something from him. Like, hey, we need you to show your face to unlock it. Exactly. Now, I hope okay. you all took notes because there's going to be a quiz on this. I started to. <laughs> <laughs> Franklin Richards in the future. Dot, dot, dot. Hey, yes, there you go. That's that's, <laughs> that's that's the stab in the dark. Franklin Richards in the future. Dot, dot, dot. Yes. I feel like my stabs in the dark aren't really stabs. They're just like suspicions, you know, like I'm going to keep an eye on this. Like, okay. Obi, okay. what, what, like, what's the deal with Obi? Like he wrote the manual. He created the big machine keeping all the timelines together. And also whenever Mobius would talk about time, he'd be like, I don't know how long I've been here. Time works differently here. Meanwhile, Obi's like, yeah, I haven't seen you in 300 or 400 years. Like, how does he have a sense of time? Like, how does he know how all of this works? And he seemed really familiar with he who remains. Like Whoa. there is something about his backstory. Like, was he born in the TVA? Like, does he not exist outside of the TVA? Like there is something about Obi's backstory that we need to know that's different from everybody else's. It appears. Oh, okay. Now this would be a style in the dark. What if they do a bait and switch and Obi is Franklin Richards and they take the Kang character and the Franklin Richards character and they split them into two for the MCU mm. so that Kang maybe worked with Franklin or something of that nature and like stole, like basically took a variant of his and like basically built everything off of what that variant built. That so Obi is a variant of he who remains or just no, he's a, a variant friend. of Franklin Richards. And like, so in this, this theory, in this theory, he who remains is not Franklin Richards. Obi is Franklin Richards. And he who remains is Kang. We've seen this already. But his entire technology, which at the end of Ant-Man we saw is very similar to Reed Richards' technology, which would imply that that he, you know, Franklin Richards' technology. I'm just that could be that could be a situation. Because you're exactly right. Obi knows way too much just to be just another dude. Yeah, it's not like he was just a variant who pulled in and was like, oh, you're good at fixing things. It's like, oh, I I wrote the manual. Like you built stuff like you knew, you know way too much to just be another variant here. Here's a stab in the dark given like thinking about like Obi working on the loom and everything. So there's a kind of a, like a mystery that has not been addressed in a long time in phase four of the MCU. Uh, did you watch um, uh, Shang-Chi? Yes. The 10 rings, the 10 rings origin has still yet to be explained. Oh, it was thought at one point that they might have been connected to Captain Marvel and kind of the whole bangle situation. Nay, nay, that is not the situation as it seems to be. I'm now wondering what if those are like gears to the loom? Whoa. Like uh, Obi's trying to fix it and like some of the parts kind of go out and they kind of fall at various places in the timelines. Eventually, uh, the Mandarin gets a hold of them and then, you know, they go to Shang-Chi after that. Wow, that could solve the origin story. Which would also tie it directly into how eventually 
this new generation of Avengers will have to go up against a future version of Kang the Conqueror because they'll need some sort of weapon that'll be able to go up against them. The Ten Rings, if it's somehow connected to the loom, because they're they're going pretty big in on this whole loom situation. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that could very well be the case. And it may also be that Obi. Mm, Part of me wants to say that he like intentionally like left the parts out there as kind of like a fail safe at some point. But yet at the same time, he doesn't ever like come across as like a mastermind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, like that's a Taylor Swift song. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm We're not doing sorry, a Taylor watch. Do no, not for the podcast. No, no, no. no. <laughs> It'll be the Loki TV <laughs> talk podcast talk podcast. When they do that, they can- <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> No, but um, so he's not yeah. a mastermind. I don't think so. Like he, he, yes, he wrote everything. He created everything. Like so, he's he's a he's a genius, and he's a mechanic, and he's an inventor. When does he really th- feel like a guy with a plan? You know what I mean? Oh, not at all. Mm-mm. But I he has know. some connection I've... with he who remains. You're exactly right. Yeah, but... he's like, oh yeah, we need he who remains. I'm like, oh, he really is familiar with how this whole thing is built. Sus. Interesting. Okay. All right. What other stabs in the dark you got? I mean, I think we covered this maybe last week, but just like, why is Loki time slipping? Because I rewatched the trailer after this episode and was like, oh, I just want to see what is going to happen the rest of the season. And we have not seen the end of Loki time slipping. Like, he's going to keep time slipping. And um, I think so. According to the trailer, definitely shows him time slipping in places we haven't seen yet. So I'm like, why is he doing that? Um, So my theory is that since Sylvie has that fancy 10 key, she's somehow trying to pull him into the timeline that she wants him to be in. And he keeps foiling her plan by, you know, just Mobius being his very best friend and, you know, risking it all to save him. Mm Mm-hmm. But well, uh, his skin. just his skin, just his skin uh, <laughs> to uh, to save him. But for some reason, Sylvie's trying to get Loki to be at some specific point in time. So she's trying to pull him into that time, which is why he keeps time slipping. Nice. I like that one. That's good. If he is still time slipping, I guarantee it has to do with that Tempad. Like the, the Tempad, it ties into my Kang theory. Like I, I feel like the Tempad is not just about traveling through like interdimensional time travel. Like I, it can do that, but I think it's more about time slipping across the sacred timeline without creating branches. It mm. seems to have that ability. I don't know. So then he, someone's trying to get him to be at a specific point in time of the sacred timeline. Mm-hmm. And then so, they'll prune him. And then they'll prune him restarting the whole thing. <laughs> yeah that's that's the one stab in the dark that's the most obvious for sure all right well good deal well, we want to hear what y'all stabs in the dark is be sure to uh, write into the show you can uh, email us at show at loki tv you can also uh, hit us up with some dms i'm uh, on instagram incognito and lorraine is nobody here really that's right you can also follow us at crew of loki uh, as well, that's our Mardi Gras crew for uh, for details about the upcoming Chewbacca, which is going to be a ton of fun uh, as we march and have some good times and let the good times roll. Uh, first of all, before we, we before we sign out, we just have to say one more time, Happy Birthday, Lorraine! Thank you. I was it was a pleasure spending it with you all. 
absolutely absolutely uh so birthday uh, wishes of course are always welcomed even if delayed uh, because of course time doesn't matter here in the tva so <laughs> there you go it's just it just works a little different that's right that's gonna do it for us for this week but until next time for all time always <laughs> <laughs>